Fears podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have more eclectic conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. On today's episode, I am bringing you a gorgeous conversation that I had with Stephanie Sandara. It was truly an experience. It's funny too, because um, maybe you've heard me talk about this thing before. It's been something that I've been doing, you know, I've done it on and off, but a lot more consistently in the last few months is basically when I wake up in the morning, deciding what kind of day I want to have and basically setting the intention to have a beautiful or an amazing day. And on the day, this Friday, this Venus day of recording this episode, when I woke up in the morning, as I was about to set that intention, I felt this different kind of stirring inside of me. And I realized that the day was going to be so beautiful and so amazing that I actually just had to open my heart to it. And it really struck me that knowing. And sure enough, it was such an amazing day for so many reasons. There were kind of multiple things that coalesced to, you know, create this Venusian, oceanic Venus and Pisces, just like fullness of sensation. Um, and this conversation with Stephanie was a huge part of that. I mean, I almost was in tears, <laughs> like moved by what she was saying um, at certain points in this conversation. So I'm very excited to share it with you. And Stephanie is amazing. We've had her on this podcast earlier back, and I'm really glad to have her here again. And a few announcements before we start. My evolutionary astrology intensive is starting up again. And enrollment is open. We begin May 10th, 2021. This is a deep dive into evolutionary astrology, learning the foundations, learning the signs, the archetypes, the planets, how to put it together into reading needle charts. I made this course all levels. So beginners of to astrology are welcome as well as people who are years deep into their practice. I absolutely love evolutionary astrology and It just goes so deep. It's a wisdom school. So I love sharing it with you. And to give you a sense of what the class is like, I want to share a testimonial that I received from a recent alumni, Jonathan, who wrote, As someone who has self-studied astrology for years, Sabrina's course provided me with the perfect container for accelerated growth. The course materials perfectly exemplified Sabrina's unique approach to astrology. She sources creative and regenerative channeled insights through deep devotion towards studying the archetypes and the technical aspects of astrology. Prior to joining, I was always mystified as to how one manages to achieve this level of mastery. Through the course, Sabrina masterfully guided us and held space for us to develop not just an intellectual or philosophical understanding of the system, but more importantly, a felt sense of these archetypes. The structure and inherent discipline of the container served to finely tune our intuitive capacities. By the end of the course, I felt like I, too, am capable of developing my own relationships with and build insights from these astrological archetypes. The video content that makes up the weekly modules are deeply illuminating and highly inspiring. While Sabrina's content is always of the highest quality, her tone is inviting, warm, and friendly. 
The experience is akin to having a fireside chat with a good friend who just happens to be a highly skilled astrologer. I have no doubt that I will revisit them often for the rest of my astrological journey. In addition, the students that Sabrina attracted to this container are highly committed, engaged, mature, curious, and compassionate seekers. Through Sabrina's tutelage, a common astrological language emerged within the group's consciousness through the course. It was a beautiful and healing experience to witness the community forming and supporting each other. If you've been thinking about this course, I highly recommend you join this beautiful container. I noticed I said that I had a few announcements, but I think that's actually just the one uh, to come study evolutionary astrology with me in May. I would love to have you and share this with you. And I just love teaching astrology. So I will get into this beautiful episode now. I hope that you enjoy. Hey, Stephanie, welcome. Hi, so grateful to be here with you. I'm so excited about this and I'm having this reflection on this Venusian through line of our friendship and also like a kind of light intention for what we're going to talk about, but like knowing where Venus was in the sky when we met. So like every year when (laughs) that happens, I know our friendship's Venus return Mm. and you're Venus in Sagittarius and I'm Venus in Pisces. And so from a traditional perspective, we share Jupiter as a rulership. And I feel like when we get together, we just like to do Venusian things. Yes. (laughs) And so I've been really excited to talk to you about Venus in Pisces while this transit is happening um, and open up the Akashic records and see what comes through. Um, For anyone who's listening, can you share a little bit about yourself to the the listeners? Yeah, I love that you introduced and and brought in our um, Venusian kind of this Venusian reciprocity that we have between each other. And I also just love how that rolls off of your tongue. (laughs) Venusian reciprocity. Um, Yeah, so a little bit about myself. I am a psycho-spiritual advisor. So I like to think of myself as someone that has always just been the friend that people can come to and ask for advice about about anything, about like relationships, about life goals and life passions. And I just started kind of really embracing it and really just naturally having a love for it. And I remember when I was younger, as I was embracing it, I would start to hear. So like it would come in like this auditory essence of like, hearing, hearing something about their path or something about whatever it is they were trying to gain more insight on. And it would just kind of like pop up in my mind. And I, I would start to notice it. And then it, it took a little while for me to actually like say it to them and, and say it when I would hear it. And most of the time it would like enliven something in them and kind of like 
connect the dots about something. And with that and with my meditation practice and in, in feeling this internal feeling of home and of, of a deeper, just like knowing something that comes from the soul, I started getting into channeling and also astrology, I think around the same time, actually. And now it's just kind of, I've met you as one of my teachers of astrology and I've met other teachers that have really kind of helped magnify that as a way that I, I interact with, with people's just like souls and, um, that I help steward, steward their soul as I'm stewarding my soul too. It's usually like whatever I'm, whatever transmission I'm telling someone, it's so relevant for myself as well. So, yeah. That's beautiful. You've been channeling all along and learn to, I guess, recognize that voice that was coming to you and see what happened when you like put it into the conversation. Um, that's super cool. And sometimes, sometimes it would be like something very abrupt or something that like I knew was something they didn't want to hear. A little sad situation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that also was a journey of like, do I speak this? Do I say this? Like, is it even real? And that's also been a journey to just trust that and yeah, getting a little feisty about it and not being afraid to be like sad mouth about it and um, kind of bring that fire with it too, because maybe that's an activation that's needing to happen. Yeah. I was just thinking like, this is probably really good um, for people to hear because I mean, what's the alternative is like getting small or hiding or bottling something in. I mean, we can always learn how to be more tactful, but there's only so long we can hold ourselves and our transmission and our dharma and everything back. Absolutely. And I imagine, too, that we can see our our lives realign and the people that are attracted to us, like reconfigure the more that we step into that truth that we have. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like there's a a certain art to like distinguishing between what, what, what comes to you um, or, or if something is being channeled and meant to be shared versus if it's just like our own opinion. Yeah. How do you tell the difference? Hmm. Usually, like, usually if it's something that's, I feel like something that will like shake up their world, I try to peer into and use like my mind's eye to see the perspective of, of how it would affect their life if they were to follow this this thing that's that's coming in. So for example, something that's very common is like I can feel if a relationship is not and a lot of people actually come to me about 
oh, I, I'm feeling like something with my relationship. We've been together for like a few years, you know, and, um, is there anything there about that? And right away I'm like, ooh, something, something's going to end here or something needs to die here. Or there actually might be a breakup of some sort. So I like envision what their or like how the love is wanting to transform and basically like put to words how how the love is wanting to transform. Um, and yeah, just like peer in into like if that's if that's wanting to happen. That's beautiful. My like third eye started like tingling. <laughs> nice. Nice. The activations are happening. So um thinking about like Venus and um Venus and Pisces, something that was mm-hmm. like alive for me to think about with this archetype was the way that it's so otherworldly, so dreamy, like it's kind of in traditional astrology, Venus is exalted in Pisces. So it's kind of like these romantic heights mm-hmm. um, or, you know, this kind of cosmic or like star-crossed lovers kind of thing. And I think mm-hmm. that the, you know, from having certain experiences personally too that have taught me this, it's like when one is open to the transpersonal dimension, mm-hmm. they there's certain lessons to learn on Earth and the way that we integrate that kind of cosmic reality with the earthly reality is really important. And so sometimes with Venus and Pisces or Venus Neptune contacts, for example, I see it um, show up, not all the time, but it can often show up as someone who's had some, you know, like a pretty romantic, pretty big heart, and also maybe some struggles around how to be in balance with that. So to not just be in relationship with people's potential uh, yeah. or a fantasy as opposed to what's actually there. And that lesson, you know, it's almost like being intoxicated or being like drunk off of love or something and then trying mm-hmm. to like make sober kind of earthly decisions. And yeah. I was curious to talk to the records about this <laughs> through you <laughs> and also kind of get your perspectives on love because um, you strike me as someone who lives like a pretty dreamy romantic life <laughs> and uh, it's very kind of down to earth as well. Um, mm. And I think you have some codes <laughs> about, you know, manifesting a love that is really embodied, really true, really um, like no bullshit. Same with like what you're talking about of kind of like being blunt or seeing things that you have this like really big, you know, expansive Jupiter ruled Venus and it's so clear. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love that you're bringing this in. And the first thing that comes to mind about Venus and Pisces or having a an all-encompassing um experience of love for others is is how it taps into like how there is just this unified field of consciousness that we are all connected in and that we're all connected by threads of love like we're all connected to each other through threads of love and that has always existed and 
is existing right now. It's a reality that we can tap into and that Venus and Pisces naturally can tap into. Um, and it, it, it will always exist. And in that, it's like, how do we engage with our current human experience with that? Like, how do we become sober almost about if if there is something meant to be engaged with in with another person in relationship it kind of opens up like multitudes of love like multiple forms of love multiple expressions of love uh that go way beyond the traditional like just the traditional labels of relationships if you want to throw in like monogamy polyamory and all of that it goes, it goes beyond that. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking about like an experience that you had, but maybe I'll just let you share if that comes up or maybe I can like. <laughs> now I want to know what it is. And I had a memory pop up too. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like you can literally feel and have a connection of love to someone and, and they'll only visit you like on the dream plane and remind you of that flavor oh, of yeah. love. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's not meant to be brought down to the physical or it's not, at least not in the current moment or whatever. Right. Yeah. I've experienced that. Yeah. And yeah. it's been, it's interesting because in the years that I've had these kind of deep connections potentially with people that are not, you know, that they're kind of astral, which I also wanted, like, it's interesting to, to even just name that because you don't actually know if it's the person visiting you or if it's your own psyche. So a layer of humility there too. Absolutely. And for me, when I have this intuitive sense of, yes, that was the person or the other person has confirmed the details of the dream. And I know that we met on the astral plane, mm -hmm. then it's opened up the question of, you know, why? And I, when I was younger, I really thought that it meant we must be right. together because right. we have this cosmic right. connection. And I'm actually mm -hmm. realizing as time goes on that that's not necessarily the most, um, like natural conclusion <laughs> yeah, because it brings it it brings like this uncomfortable sense of of longing and of like not being able to fully like experience the love that's there and it kind of makes it seem like it's only a potential but if we take out the the literal sense of like maybe a dream like that if we, if we take it out of like the literal sense that it's this person, then we can step more into just like the feeling, the feeling and just the world and like the bubble of being whole and, and, and the immense love that comes with that. Mm. The immense love that comes with wholeness. 
And it's almost as if they're just like a messenger and, you know, outside of the dream realm, it's also like that, like relationships are, are mainly, I think, to serve a reminder of like how and where we have barriers to love Mm. and where we don't and, and the experience of, you know, not having any barriers to love and fully feeling that. But it's like, it's, it's weird. It's like, we're all connected, but it's like, we're, it's for our own self at the same time. That's such a beautiful, so realizing like where we have barriers to love and where we don't, and that being reflected at us, like, Honestly, this Venus in Pisces season has been a dream already. Like Mm -hmm. I've been getting so many visions and one of them was just this really clear, like everything is a mirror and there's certain times, you know, where even if I've known that concept intellectually, Mm -hmm. there's layers where it's like maybe something's locked away to our own selves Mm -hmm. and there's a part of ourselves that we're not open to Mm -hmm. and then time passes and experiences happen and we get to know like we deepen into relationship with ourselves and enter into these secret rooms that we couldn't before and then the external world reflects that growth yeah and it's just so exciting and life-affirming and I can feel the springtime coming because that's like kind of the energy of it is starting to see the light again or starting to feel this like potential for new life in places Mm -hmm. where it had before been winter literally right yeah and yeah I think that that um you know Venus and like thinking about this archetype has me thinking just about the opening process in general And how Mm. that like, you know, receptivity, like we talk about these things as keywords, but they're also real territories and experiences that are mysterious and wonderful and like initiations in of themselves. Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful. And what, what came to mind immediately is that we think of receptivity and like being open to love as as something that yes it's it's a natural inherent field that that we can access or actually that like we come from and that is naturally within us and yet it's not easy to do it's not it is like an initiation it's it's like we have to push through like the gravity of something the gravity mm-hmm. of like early life experiences with love or past life experiences with love or just little things that have happened where like unconsciously we were like okay I'm gonna close my heart now not doing that again (laughs) and not yeah unconsciously too not realizing it and then having all these life experiences that reflect Mm -hmm. the closed heart and further compound it yeah and then that like I mean, that's kind of what like is so can be so beautiful about Neptune or Pisces is the dissolving. So what has become yeah. calcified and so that humbling 
forgiveness, healing feeling of realizing like, whoa, I didn't understand something for all of these years, but now I see it and I forgive everything and I'm ready Mm. to like live Mm. in this new way. Yeah, that's kind of like, it's, it's the climactic, uh, rise or completion kind of energy of Pisces being the last sign of the zodiac of like going through all of these other all of the other 11 territories and then at the end being like oh I can release it all now and I can I can forgive and I can cry you know however you need to do it (laughs) not wanting to be stereotypical here but um it's like the body and the soul can can just be cathartic about it all and then open up and it's almost like we need to be brought to like a culmination point in order to like finally like oh, open and be receptive that's such a good point um does it feel like we already opened the records Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we so, did yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just like part of like this is just how like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going in. Shall we open the records? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> just taking a cleansing breath. Exhaling down to my root, (sighs) connecting to the earth, inviting in the sensation of the floor holding us beneath us. Mm. Spirit, support me into coming into an elevated and expanded state of consciousness so that I may become one with your perspective. Set aside the totality of my personality. So that I may become a clear channel for your divine loving guidance and knowing. Allow me to see the records of Sabrina and I and the viewers of this podcast through the eyes of the Akashic Records. Allow me to know us as we are known through the mind of Source and enable me to share any messages of our masters, teachers, and loved ones with integrity, clarity, and grace. And so it is, the records are now open. What should we ask the records? 
Is there anything coming through to start out with around kind of like the the essence of this moment for this podcast, like what's wanting to come through? fun with and become a creative with the multitude of ways that we can express love and to play with the multitude of ways that we can be in relationship to each other and also be in relationship with ourselves. The way the ways in which we're relationship with other people, how we may label them as our best friend or our boyfriend or in higher octave, our husband. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have all these terms and this is inviting us to put those labels aside and put those ways that we perceive our relationships aside and that when we feel like this emergence of love rise within us no matter who it is even if you're just like passing that person by in the supermarket or if you've known them for a while or however you know them to trust the emergence of how love like blooms up from your root. It's almost like this bubbling kind of like fluidity about it that rises up and to let it engulf your heart and to let it like keep rising up and to keep rising up up into your throat as like, a song to someone or as some form of poetry to someone like you can even just like if you have housemates or something like leave a piece of poetry on the fridge for someone and just have that like a little little surprise for them um There's also this sensation of love as being these like little, they can be like little rain droplets. Like it doesn't just have to be like, oh, I'm in relationship with this one person. And so there's like a clear channel and reciprocity of love. And I can give love because I know I'll give love back. But from a Kashuk perspective, it's like, no, we can, we can give love, like, even if it's just, like, a little raindrop over there or just one, like, instance over here or if it's, if you meet someone and, like, it sounds corny or whatever, but if you meet someone and, like, you hear this song in your head or or you feel this song kind of, like, come about from, from your voice 
Like there's so much more, there's so much more that can be expressed among us. And so this is like a permission slip to explore that, to explore intimacy and to trust that if it's not reciprocated, then it's still something that needed to be like not taught, but it almost needed to be a transmission from yourself to the other person. And they're still going to remember it. And it'll like come about through their life afterwards. And you'll have no idea about it, but it'll still, it was still important. What about this process of, say, opening to love in places where one has been closed or in increasing one's capacity to hold more love that is flooding through? Mm. That's such a good question. I'm just getting that like, I'm just getting that it happens naturally and that the phases where we like have experiences where we're closed off to love or we're reflected how we are closed off to love from another person or within ourselves, that that's like a sharpening of some sort it sharpens like your ability to then like to then keep your heart open to then stay receptive it's it's like the challenges in higher perspective yeah they're really just blessings they're really like they, they strengthen, they sharpen the ability to almost like bring forth in your conscious mind, like, oh, this is, this is the polarity of this experience. And this is the contrast, the deep, deep contrast of what being open to love means. And so you go through all of that and you do want to go through it. You don't want to just like repress it or like throw it out the window. But you kind of like trudge through it and like you do whatever your practices are, you know, whether it's like through your body or whether it's like cognitive rearrangement or, you know, combination of all of them, whether it's like a certain spiritual perspective, prayer, you know, you go through all of that and then there's always going to be an opening after that. There's always going to be this like remembrance of, of, of what it means to like express love and just be love. And it'll just be inherent that you'll have like a bigger capacity because we're all, we're all growing, you know. We're all aging gracefully. <laughs> it just is. Yeah, it just is. 
and just trust that. And then I want to bring in discernment and a discernment in connection and ideas or thoughts on navigating the space of not being interested or not feeling a resonance anymore or Mm -hmm. feeling an intense friction Mm -hmm. for these Mm -hmm. kinds of that gradient um, of negative experience. So are you speaking to when like you're not interested and someone else like on the other end maybe still kind of invested or oh there's so many different (laughs) multitudes I think what I'm thinking about is the general kind of muscle because we've talked about openness Mm -hmm. and so I'm also kind of thinking about the energy of cutting or fierceness or like where that comes into play in this Mm. so like (sighs) because there is such a because true love exists that of course the contrast to that also exists and the power that is found in true love is sometimes uh like misunderstood for the power that is felt in anything that is not true love or even not true connection and we all have experiences of of having that misunderstanding of of misunderstanding what true love is and then engaging in a relationship through that but if you personally find yourself in a situation or in a in a relational like matter where mm, need to use like the right word here like (sighs) where it's just not true love or it's just not true connection and there isn't a reciprocity happening there isn't a true reciprocity happening that there is permission for like a fierce kind of slicing to come in and how in doing that is like it's also it is also love that's what it is in being fierce and in fiercely like cutting whatever other cords or like even if you don't want to think about it in a spiritual context like whatever other kind of relational I wasn't even necessarily thinking chords too but even like as you're speaking this sense of cutting it's like a clarity it's like the sword the tarot so that sense Mm. of when you know where you stand you can make choices and sometimes like yeah 
instead of being in this confused kind of nebulous space, Mm -hmm. that sudden knowing of what you desire or what you stand for changes Mm -hmm. how you're then going to be responsible to that knowing in the situation, which could look at, you know, as Mm -hmm. not just going along with what's happening or being amenable or pleasing, but to just have like, yeah, a harsher or stronger or yeah, sharper energy in the space of connection. You just tapped into the transmission that I was like bringing down and it was like able to be come through to, to come through your body. Like you had the something, you had the (laughs) frequency to like bring that in. And, and I love that you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Like while we're talking about, yeah. Yeah. The channeling is opening here. That's really cool. But yeah, yeah. I just felt it. Mm. Because I was actually thinking too about, I mean, I have gone through so many spiritual experiments in my life. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you have. Tried a lot of things and yeah, I'm like adventurous at heart, I think. So Mm -hmm. I'll do these experiments. And there were certain times, you know, when learning about like this like cosmic love that I feel connected to this Mm. kind of like well I can just be friends with everyone but then having the experience of not having a positive experience with everyone and having to find out how to yeah how to shift my energy field so that I'm increasingly not available for that which I'm truly not available for and available Mm -hmm. for what I am available for yeah and so there's been times where that knowing has come to me with a very sharp quality of like, this isn't what you want, so stop. And it has that kind of slicing. And when I was younger, it was it was harsher sometimes where I would kind of end a connection with this kind of like, it's over, we'll yeah. never talk again. And it felt kind of more violent or kind of like traumatic. Mm-hmm. This and. Mm-hmm. to actually creating an internal slicing where those kind of non-resonant things happen less and less and less. Or yeah. it's like a micro thing in a relationship of like, oh, there's some mm. subtle energy and I'm going to slice through and name what it is so that we can get on the same page about it. But it's much more related and harmonious and well-intentioned. So even when I say slicing, I'm not talking about anything terrible or mean or cruel or violent necessarily it's almost more of like a Kali energy and understanding how to be in relationship with everything includes understanding how to be in relationship with that energy too I love that that brought so much clarity to that and I too have been in situations where I abruptly ended relationships because I was just like yeah the lessons are over we learned what we needed to from each other and it's it's done and bye. And in uh, one case, I'm moving across the country. Uh, and it's like, yeah, there's, there's a truth to that and that there was an integrity to like following that and trusting that there was like a severance needing to be done. And also... A key thing is that 
love transforms. So if if you were like in love with someone or just, you know, whatever relationship, that connection and that love, like, you know, always existed and it will exist even after like this quote unquote breakup. And instead of being like, oh, I'm completely just leaving myself out of the picture, kind of like bringing this, um, bringing this transformation that's wanting to happen as like a third entity or a third like thing, like, I don't know how to explain it, like a third thing outside of you and the other person of being like, let's do this together. Let's tend to this like transformation that's wanting to happen together. It's, it's nothing like personal from, from each other. It's just kind of like the telos of our love, the storyline of our love is wanting to take us somewhere else. Wow. So can we all do this together, you know, and follow that and trust that. And I've, in my personal life, I'm still working on experiencing that. Um, yeah, I have experienced how love transforms, especially in romantic relationships. But in my current relationship, um, him, his partner and his ex-partner, that's like actually where I saw that that can happen. And it was from a perspective of like where I was at first jealous. I was jealous of how they could still love each other and, you know, him be in a relationship with me. And I, I basically like brought it to the table because it was like putting me through the ringer. I was like, are you guys going to get back together? And like, what is this? There was like this slimy kind of like, like shadow essence that came about. And he was like, he was so crystalline clear and looking me in the eyes and saying, she was special to me. I can still love her. Our love is just different now. And when I saw that and when I felt that, it was like, it was just, yeah, it was just like, oh, I get it now. And now I can like trust our love more and like, whoa, like love can be this way in a multitude of kinds of relationships and within ourselves. Wow. I was getting so much imagery that was really just healing for me like it was showing me things from my own life and um I think there's something immensely you know even with the Piscean archetype and talking about endings and the breakup yeah and the way that we can think of a breakup experience as this wave that it's not just an ending it is, but the ending has a wave pattern and there's like a mm. integration process that happens after, or there's the sense of like, where do you land after that? Like, how did that experience lead you to a certain place in your life? How does even processing the relationship after the fact lead you to a certain place? And so it's still working yeah. you. And I feel like yeah. I've probably taken on more suffering, suffering than necessary by trying to get over breakups Mm. 
and not actually just being with the guest, like of mm. the breakup in a way of like being with that energy. Um, cause I yeah. judged it so much or just wanted to get over it so much mm-hmm. or just wanted to be happy again so much. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I already talked about it on the podcast, but it's, <laughs> I would say that like a certain rain cloud of grief in my life, um, passed and it was really notable cause I carried it for years mm-hmm. and that happened very recently. And so hearing this transmission, I'm thinking about like, my life has been beautiful all along. Like I wouldn't trade anything mm. or take anything back. And it was just part of my life, but I judged it as this bad or negative or terrible thing. And now mm. with like a little bit more, I guess, spaciousness in myself or a little bit more space from that, I can see how that love, you know, is continuing to transform me and mm. how even like our, our unions with people our meetings, whether like in whatever way that takes place, whether it's friendship or romantic relationship, whether it's sexual or not sexual, like whatever it is that these energies of the relationship itself continues to create an impact and we can be yeah. in relationship to that relationship in some sense. Yeah. Um, and I've just been really feeling how like as I'm nearing the end of my 20s like how so much of my life has been created from romances of the past or relationships of the past even if I'm to broaden it and to think of like how actually beautiful that is and to not um have so singular an identity about my experience of like, I have been, you know, of course I have been an I experiencing all of these things, mm-hmm. but there's been infinite relationships constituting it the entire time and so just to even open up to that knowing and that fullness of connection that has always been here and always will be Mm -hmm. that was deeply poetic and beautiful and I thank you so much for doing that kind of um I want to say inner work but I'm kind of averse to calling it like work um I mean, it is kind of like a spiritual duty. And I feel like in you experiencing it this way, it opens up like a more profound, just like relationship to love with people Mm -hmm. that like you don't even know is impacting. And I really think that this is what we're moving into now. Like as a society in this era we're moving into not not letting kind of endings and even beginnings too, because it's all the same in Pisces, not letting it be so um, finite or like this experience of it being finite and kind of like rolling with it and and rolling with the waves or yeah, just swimming through the ocean of it Mm. all um, and knowing that the ocean is um, this ever expands place to traverse. And I also want to bring in like how, and I want to ask you how it's like fueled your creativity, having this, these multiple experiences of like relationships that have included endings too. Well, 
I think it is, it is creativity, like right? in itself, like relationship and mm. being in my early twenties, I was dreaming up my life, my future and the people that I chose to be in romantic partnership with believed in me so intensely, like they would have visions for me and with me. They would tell me like, I dreamt this of you or I dreamt this for you. And like, so it wasn't just me being an ambitious Aries. (laughs) I also, you know, and one time I was dating someone who was said something about wanting to keep me humble. And I like broke up with him. If you, you know, and it's not that I, I don't want to be challenged by people. It's that he didn't believe in me the way that I believe in myself. And I was Mm. like, I'm not going to put up with this, you know? So like, but early in my twenties, like all of these relationships were just like, um, deeply like for whatever pros and cons or whatever the relationship had, there was that firm, just like Sabrina, you're going to achieve everything you set out to do, like, and that kind of companionship. Mm -hmm. So that was creative. And then when I kind of arrived at a place of being just really brokenhearted, I, I made the choice to devote myself even more so to my work which yes, I knew that I wasn't doing it from a place of um, just like avoiding a part of myself and ha- building an unhealthy relationship with my work. It was a very sober, like, and I've done this throughout my entire life. Like even when I was a kid, when some part of my life wasn't working out and I couldn't solve it, I would be like, I'll just focus on this instead. Like hmm. it's a kind of resilience that I feel like I have, but hmm. I, um, like as a kid, if it manifested as like a heartache with friendship, which I had a lot more when I was younger, I feel like I have such an abundant friend life now. Mm. Um, but when I was a kid, I would have like one friend at a time. And if that friendship fell through, I would be devastated and I'd be like, well, I'll just read and study and whatever in that. Yeah. And so when I was heartbroken, um, I was like, I'm just going to become the best astrologer that I possibly can be. I'm going to like throw myself into my work. And that wasn't like the narrative that I was sharing with everyone at the time because it was way too just raw for me and like still so painful. Um, But I found solace in my work life. And now I look back on that and just think that that was a really great gift that I was able to give to myself and that I could like keep another part of my life moving forward while my heart healed. And then when I'm like, then open again, like what you were saying earlier about these phases of closing and opening that, mm-hmm. um, I have some kind of foundation that I was able to build in the meantime. And I also think that the question of like rattling against the cage of like those feelings that I didn't want to feel anymore and tried everything I could do to change. I met so many amazing people Mm -hmm. like in ways that are just out of this world magic. Like the time that I went to ecstatic dance and saw someone at the tea bar who looked just like the person I was heartbroken after, like looked exactly like him. And I was staring at him And 
<laughs> he like looks back at me like what are you what's going on <laughs> did so you I, tell him yeah I went up to him I like tuned in with myself and I was like I will not forgive myself if I don't go talk to this person right now so I went up to him and told him I'm sorry I was staring at you but you look like someone I used to know like can I talk to you and I found out that he had ridiculously similar biographical life details same sun sign same rising sign whoa and it was like I was like what is happening what is my life and (laughs) I was like so just like rattled to the core you know like here's this mirror again yeah and I was like why why is life so synchronistic why is it showing me this and Mm -hmm. there was a tarot reader there And she wasn't open, like someone was um, already sitting there getting a reading when I first saw her, but Mm. I'm talking to this man, he says he's going to go dance, gives me a hug, and I look over to the tarot reader and she's open. So I go up to her and I'm just raw. And I was like, tell her everything. (laughs) And I was like, why does this happen in my life? You know, and I'm just like telling her like about this grief and like, why is it constellating in this intense synchronicity? And like, why is my life an opera? Yeah. And she like was just the, I mean, I've had her on this podcast with Lucia. We did the episode about love oh, and okay. wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up working with her and having her as a coach for like, ever since and it's been years and I've learned so much from her and I love her so much whoa plot twist yeah (laughs) I love that and it's like I've had numerous experiences like that where Mm -hmm. following the breadcrumbs of this experience has just like washed me ashore to all these other magical life experiences yes it reminds me of like this quote and I may be miss miss saying it and I don't know who it's by but it's like the times that I'm most creative or the most in my artistry is when I'm in love and when I'm not (laughs) I feel like I've heard that too yeah it's something like that and it's like being in love and being in relationship is something that is so desirable. And of course, like a a natural soul karmic evolutionary, like upwelling or uprising that is meant to happen. But like the energy after a breakup, especially like, yeah, just the energy after a breakup is so enlivening and it can be so enriching too, because it's, it's almost as full of um, drive in some sort. And it's almost as if like, oh, the love, the, this channel for how I'm giving my love is closed now. So I have to like give it somewhere else. And it like almost, it's almost like this, this water hose that, uh, you know, helps fertilize another area of your life or, or some other divine circumstance so what about you with creativity and how you see it and how it relates to love for you well I'm gonna take this outside of the context of relationships in 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 a context of like the being in relationship to different parts of myself and how I'm in this practice of really um 
specifying them and putting a name to them as in, you know, there's my damsel in distress, my inner damsel in distress, or my inner wounded maiden. And then there's also a really terribly mean, (laughs) patriarchal, controlling, masculine authority that I'm like freshly tending to right now. Um, And then there's like this, this, that deep place of knowing in me that the Akashic Records always brings me back to and that meditation always brings me back to. And it's this like deep well of just knowing that everything is perfect just the way it is. And <laughs> I, it felt like I had a breakup with the, with, with my inner wounded maiden and that, that mean masculine kind of authority the other day. It really felt like a breakup, like an internal breakup. Um, Were they with each other or you breaking up with them individually? It's weird. They're both like together. And it reminds me of my relationship with my dad and how I it was when I was a younger girl. So it could be I could I could say like I was the maiden and then he would show up in this very rigorous kind of authoritative way they're kind of yeah they're kind of hand in hand but I like the the omnipresent I or like the true I of myself was breaking up with them as in like you're not prohibiting me from leading from a soulful place uh from from my inherent yeah, creative life force. And so I did, I kind of like threw myself into painting and it's a very Piscean thing. And I, I also feel the current Mars and Gemini transit with that too, of Mars being like this, um, you know, our, our drive, our sense of drive and where kind of like physical energy goes and things like that. And the multiplicity with and the multiplicity of it, yeah. Like, okay, we're here and now we're here, and so I threw myself into painting and I picked up a painting that I started last year, and it was when I was working a job that I had to be very well. I didn't have to be, but I was just uptight during that time, and I had a very organized like middle section. And it was, it was beautiful, um, but it was like very well defined. And then I picked it up again and I was, I basically like had the intention and, and the tone of the experience was to basically just splatter paint on the canvas and not even like premeditate on colors to use or much less like what images you want to come about, just And it felt good. I just loved like the sensation of like this color here and this color there and the fluidity of it all. And I had moments of just like, oh, what is this? I'm like wasting a canvas. I'm not a painter. So I'm like, I'm wasting a canvas. And it turned out to be really colorful, but also this like this feminine figure 
emerged and she's like sitting on her knees and then she's holding one of the moons that I, that I painted last year. And she's kind of like in devotion to one of the, the moons. And it's like this, um, this kind of, she looks kind of like smoke in a way. It's just like a very ethereal figure. And so that's one of the ways where I'm just like, huh, this kind of breakup really, really threw me into painting. Wow. <laughs> that's so therapeutic. <laughs> and I, I never thought of myself as a painter. And I, I have a couple of paintings that I did last year and stuff, but now I'm like, whoa, do I need to like get into this more or? <laughs> I love hearing about your creative process with this and like the, that experiment of creating something without the intention per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the part of yourself that came up in response to that of like, you're wasting a, yeah. you know, and then just like watching these kind of energies come up and move and yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. like really magical. And I feel like art making and creativity can show us like all of these different edges within ourselves. Absolutely. I saw that painting, by the way, because I think you posted it and I thought I it was really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And it's a, a Mars and Gemini kind of depiction as well as where they're... It's almost like I feel... <laughs> I feel the two-sided craziness of, like, the two faces of Gemini, of um, one being, like, very playful and, like, trickstery and, like, ha-ha-ha, and then the other one being, like, this, like, dark kind of voice of the shadow and how Mercury rules Gemini, and Mercury really is, like, the messenger of the underworld and of like the darker aspects of ourselves or the darker voices of ourselves. Um, yeah, the psychopomp that can go into the underworld. Yes. Unlike other gods. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was an experience of that as well. That's really cool. I feel like um, it's been a while since I like played with paint, but I've definitely had some cool like watercolor experiences and I feel like it does yeah. open up this other um element of the psyche or other relationship with self and it's so piscean so neptunian totally um i'd love to see your watercolor skills (laughs) (laughs) it's a little bit (laughs) um is there anything else that you feel would benefit the listeners to hear from this transmission Mm. To trust the doors that love opens and to trust the doors that love closes and to know that it's all fluid and that no feeling is permanent. I think that's a quote by Maria Rainer, Rainier Roque. Um, And yeah, to like, 
use your body and your and your feelings as a vehicle for love being this essence that wants to move through you and through the people around you to not strangle it (laughs) and to also not become a martyr to it to not think of yourself as or to think of love or any experiences of love which also ties into experiences of creativity as something that is unreachable that it is all moving through you and among you and below you and all around you and that you're allowed to loosen your grip around it to relax and to trust it thank you thank you so for anyone listening um how can they find you and work with you you give really amazing akashic sessions and spiritual insight i've been so moved by your work so i'd love Mm. for you to share that with the listeners yeah they can reach me at stephanie sundara and it's stephanie with an f.com and the same is for my instagram handle and you can book a session with me on my website and i do a combination kind of of what this conversation was, which was um, like transpersonal conversation mixed with astrology, mixed with Akashic channeling. So it's really amazing. (laughs) You're the one who got me through because like I was very um, loud on Instagram, at least about (laughs) my heartbreak on my housing search. And just I was so like, I wouldn't even say bummed out. It was like despair level stuff in Portland. Like I was going through some waves and I had a session with you and it was so moving and like showed me something that I needed to see. And my experience just like transformed from there. And I was super amazed. So I feel like, um, yeah, for anyone, you know, it, who I mean getting an Akashic reading is amazing and if you haven't had one before like you should try it (laughs) (laughs) but also I really like the way that you engage with it um my understanding of channels is that yes we let's talk about this yeah we channel what what we have awareness of in some sense. So like when you speak a symbolic language like astrology, you can channel related to that. Um, right. Or musicians speak the language of music and they can channel a song in a different way than I might channel a piece of creative writing because I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way that you approach life and your practice and what you share, like you're such an expansive person and you keep like integrating things um, into your worldview and you also just like have a skill with dropping in with people and I think that you bring such a vast universe into the moment that you're in that talking with you 
like you see, even without opening the records and when you do <laughs> is this very beautiful transformative experience with a lot of perspective and higher vision and a sense of feeling uplifted and having having a perspective that will help you on your way so I think it's really amazing what you're doing thank you so much I'm so fully receiving that in my heart I feel like a cup that was just filled up (laughs) and it is truly an honor to just like be alive in this way like having a relationship to life like this and I'm beyond honored to anyone that I meet that is willing to kind of dive into that kind of experience with me um yeah it's something that I think of as just beside besides myself and as something that I've I've surrendered to a lot and I'm still surrendering to it um but yeah I'm beyond grateful to just the relationships and the worldview of life that it gives so I love sharing it awesome Thank you so much for being here and for this amazing conversation. I'm really glad that we did this. Thank you for having me, Sabrina. This was so enlivening. Mm. Thank you for listening. If you've been enjoying this podcast for a little bit and you have something to say about it, I would love to read your review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you take a screenshot of your review before you click submit and email it to me at sabrina at monarchastrology.com, I will send you a resource library about creating and elevating your reality, several videos on the intersection between astrology, and I do mention astrology in these videos, and these kind of create your own reality teachings and the way that I've incorporated and integrated them into the full depth of life because, um, you know, there is a place for shadow work and there is a place for being with difficult parts of reality. And there's also a place for being a visionary and calling in new things into our lives. So as someone who you know, I think combining in my life path, astrology and these different kinds of spiritual teachings, it's really helped me create a practical, balanced, but still very magical approach to creativity in life itself um, and how we can create new patterns um, or call in things that we desire or wish for um, by the way that we engage reality. So I have several videos on that um, available in a resource library for people who review the podcast as a thank you. Your review helps this podcast become more visible to new listeners. So if you feel like you've benefited from the transmissions on this podcast, um, you can spread the gift of that, um, by helping it find and reach more people. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you soon.